This episode of the A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, where you can always find 99-cent shipping across Canada for Magic the Gathering card singles. We're going to get so much hate mail. Why are you so ignorant, James? The name of of this episode has got to be Back to Form. Like, (laughs) hands down. Back to Form. Anyways. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. (laughs) Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Smitty. There was plenty of guys in my high school who played magic at the time and were getting laid at the same time, but they sure as hell weren't in a chess club. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 55 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Scott and Jay. And uh, today we have two two guests. Double the power. We got John Medina. What <laughs> How's up? it going, John? And How's we got guys? PV. How's it going, PV? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. The internet connection still works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So yeah, so this week on the A-Team Podcast, we've got not only the always awesome and stellar, unbelievable, natural phenom, PV, but we also have uh, the most recent graduate to the top four, uh, top four club at the SCG events, Jonathan Medina. So John had a, a fantastic run this weekend with a, his, his own take on a solar flare list. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's all good. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, we're going to pick PV's brain on new standard and with, uh, with states coming up and what he, where he thinks we're going to head and, uh, whatever else that PV wants to talk about, because what PV wants to talk about, we talk about. <laughs> uh, and then in addition to that, apparently there was a bit of a hubbub in the, uh, in the internet, uh, all about, uh, apparently the community is a little intolerant. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that as well. Because uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but I-, I got a little bit to say about that. And apparently we've lost listeners because people feel that we ourselves are intolerant. So I'd like to address those Whoa. things as well. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I know. <laughs> Us intolerant? Fuck you. <laughs> Whoa. So anyways, no, it's it's all good. I think we're going to have a really good show. And uh, I'm pretty excited about what uh, the future holds, the near future. So with that underway, PV, what have you been up to? Not much, honestly. Uh, school mainly. There are no tournaments for me yet. Next tournament is uh, Santiago, which is in East Radfield. So I've basically been playing so that I can write articles. Uh, but not not much more. Basically, college. Gotcha. 
So, uh, so have, how many uh, how many sealed pools have you been able to run so far? One, just one. Today, eh? one hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> how did you do? I went two two. Ugh. So yeah, not not very real. How was so the you deck? Were trying to, you were trying to get prepared for the podcast, so you figured you'd play a little magic beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they just uh, showed up on Magic Online, like today. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was... just happened today. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's the first day I saw them, so I just played. I didn't know any... I mean, I, I know the cards were constructed, but I, have, I hadn't actually played any limited before. That was fine. Gotcha. So, you... You, you like the set so far? Like it's okay, or I do. I, I I like it mostly. I don't like the double face cards. I like everything else. How have they been turning around on Moto? Oh, it's a terrible pun. I'm sorry. How have they? T- <laughs> <laughs> wow. What am I LSV? Um. How have they turned out on uh, on Moto? Like, how's the experience with them? I mean, on Moto they're fine. Uh, there is a card that I couldn't see what it did once it flipped, but I I assume I just didn't know how to do it. <laughs> uh, so I, I think on Moto they're fine, but the, the real life is the issue. Can you see both sides on Moto? Like I, I don't know, right? Because I don't, I don't Moto as chronically as the rest of you. So when, when I had a werewolf, I could uh, put the mouse on it and it would show both sides. But I had that. But when I had that guy that when a creature dies, it flips. Tarbin yeah, yeah. or something. Tarbin Sentinel, whatever. And then right. I, I couldn't know what it did once it flipped. I found no way to look. I, I probably didn't know how to. But... <laughs> it just wouldn't wouldn't tell me. Gotcha. <laughs> so uh you said that your your next tournament is Santiago. So um obviously we in Canada are a little bit up in arms and I know that uh based on your feedback on, on Twitter and Facebook for the last little bit since they announced Planeswalker points, we haven't had a chance to discuss this. But we're sort of in the same we're we're in a similar boat uh to what you guys are in down there with there's just not as many tournaments running locally as there are like across the United States, right? So like we're getting the shaft on on available things to play in as well. We're not all like level seven, level eight, so you know, we're shafted harder than you personally, but uh do you wanna use this opportunity to talk a little bit about your thoughts on that? I mean I think it, it depends. Uh I think right now it's going in the right direction, which is to get people to play more. But I think the multipliers need to be different. Like, for example, uh, first place in Brazil right now is a guy who has only played Friday nights since uh, the, the rating changed. He hasn't played any other tournament. He has twice as many points as I do. Dude, so... you should challenge him to a street fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's or like or uh, who can surf on the back of a bull the longest. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, some people did well at Nationals. They played the Pro Tour. They did well at PDQs. And they're still behind him. And all he's done is playing Friday nights. I think this multiplier has to change. Yeah. And I also think that the the buys and GPs being based on a global rating is very bad. Because then people who can't play are a real disadvantage. Like, for example, I cannot imagine a Brazilian guy going to a US GP and having buys. Because you need to be top 300 in the world. And I, I mean, I don't know how things are going to be, but I just can't imagine it happening. And I don't think it's fair. And it, probably the same happens to Canada. Canada's probably even worse because you guys get to share the North American rating. So all your, like, our invites are our own, but you're not going to get many invites, I don't think, because the top is all going to be United States. Zero. I think we're going to get zero. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, so you guys are probably in a in worse situation. But I think it's in the right direction. Like, I like the general idea. I just don't know how to fix those pinpoint problems. Right. And I also don't know how it's going to affect me, because they haven't announced anything, which is very annoying, because I want to plan for next year, but then I'll have to go to GPs, and I'm not going to know, like, if GPs are even going to give pro points next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's going to make make it really difficult for, you know, a lot of the pro players who rely on, you know, the pro club as it is today to be able to fund their career, right? Yeah, if they remove that, it's going to be very bad for me. Uh, I don't think I can reliably, like, be in the top five every, like, three months, for example, every two months. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they're going to remove it. They're probably going to change it, but they just never announce what they're going to do. No, no, I agree, I agree. I'm just saying that if if it, if we get into the issue where you know you can't you can't qualify or because you can't play enough to get up there, that's all. That that if that impacts your you know pro club, then that's that's a problem. If they change oh, yeah. it, if they change it, right? So yeah, that's... it really depends what what they're gonna do. Yeah. All right. So. uh so Innistrad sealed. You think it's fine? You think it's great? It's been touted as one of the you know better sealed formats that are coming out. Apparently, you know attendance is up sixteen percent over Scars of Mirrodin or something like that over their pre-releases. Have you? I mean, obviously you've just done one, but have you looked at any of the cards ahead of time? Did you pay attention to any of the pre-releases or the spoilers or anything? I did, but I I don't think this uh, attendance reflects how good a set is for sealed because most people like don't even know before they go to the pre-release. Like, how are you going to know the set, the set plays well before it goes to the pre-release? So this is probably because of marketing and stuff. Right. Uh, and not the fact that this was actually good. But from what I've heard and from what I've played, it, it seems fine. Like, it, I don't like... I don't like most seals, but I think as far as seals go, it's a fine format. I, w- I just wish there was a little bit more removal that kills anything. Because right now, most of it, just taps it and you can't untap, or it kills it if it's like a spirit, or you stop it from attacking if it's not a human, but there, there's not a lot that deals with any threat. So that would be a little bit better for Sylvia, I think. But I think it's fine. It, it seems like very synergistic, which is interesting for draft, for Sylvia, but a lot more inf- interesting for draft. Right. So, um... PV, you've always been uh, an, an excellent spokesperson uh, as it pertains to, you know, moral and ethical point of views. And you've always been, you know, right at the head of all of these boiling issues. And uh, there was a, a, a ridiculous one that came up on Twitter. And, and, and I, I don't say ridiculous because I'm trying to minimize the issue. I just it, it just I find it humorous that we keep coming back to this all the time. Okay? And that everybody else acts like a fucking retard. Like. I think ridiculous <laughs> is definitely the word for the last about year of Twitter magic. Right. So what are we talking <laughs> the, the about? Because I have no idea what's going on here. Okay, so 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 here's here's the thing. So apparently, it started with somebody made. I can't remember who who actually made the mention. Um, and I don't know whether it was Sam Stodd or Drew Levin, but one of the two of them brought up the subject of tolerance for you know homosexuality in magic okay now and apparently 
the the consensus seems to be that it's better, but it's not apparently it's not as good as it should be. And I think that from the feedback that's coming on, and I'm paraphrasing terribly, so if you really want to see it, I suggest you read all the Twitter feeds from Tuesday. Okay? Keeping your sanity. Just saying. Yeah. How about this? Don't blow your brains out. Yeah. So... So basically, what what's coming out is, is is I think there's still a really negative stigma attached to the word, to the phrase "gay." When you're using the word "gay" to describe something that, you know, as a slang term to describe something that's uh, silly, ridiculous, or otherwise uh, just bad. And the problem that's out there is that we've got an we have an association between the word "gay" and bad now. That's a social aspect that I think has happened, um, and it's pro- and it's incorrect. Clearly, it's based from an ignorant place, right? But um, I think personally, a lot of the problem that I have in terms of intolerance in the community in general is really simply explained by I I don't think that you know militant <laughs> approaches to ethics on either side are preaching any sort of tolerance. Does this make any sense to anyone else? No, I think what we need to do is just say what we mean instead of pussyfooting around the bush. Okay, so it's not okay to be derogatory and intolerant of people of other, you know, cultures, uh, uh, races... Sexual uh, persuasions. Sexual persuasions. Like, it's not okay to ostracize and chastise these people for their points of view and preferences, like sure. straight up, okay? That, sure. that, that's my, my opinion. I don't believe it's correct to do so. At the same time, it's not okay to be militant and condescending or, or, uh, or claiming a little bit of over-entitlement just because you feel like you're being persecuted against. Does this make any sense? Am I closer? Jay, you want to help me out here? I think what Scotty's trying to say <laughs> is that, like, you shouldn't call people faggots and that other people who are, I don't know, gay or black or lesbians or girls or stupid or tall or dumb shouldn't also then, like, become so self-righteous that they have to make everything a fucking crusade so that no one gives a shit about it at all. Is that close? That's better. Uh, it, okay. w- yeah, so somewhere in between what Jay said and what I said is <laughs> sort of the line that I think we as a community need to toe. I agree with you. Like, there's no reason for ethical crusades because oh. it's not that bad. The thing, the thing is this, is that like, you're always going to get people that are now going to go up in arms about what you said being not that bad. They're going to be like, have you ever lived as a homosexual person or an Asian or black? Like, whatever, right? Okay. Whatever. We all have problems. We all have things that make us stand out unfortunately as like an upper middle class lower middle class caucasian slash mixed bred canadian (laughs) regular ass fucking person without a visual or sexual minority like you have it pretty sweet so do i like i i was involved in some minor persecution when i was younger about some things that had to deal with my race which is fine I just dealt with it. I didn't like turn it into a fucking crusade. Like my parents. Like like 
every like I'm Native American, just so that everybody knows, right? So I'm a I'm an Indian. Um, and Did you have your every, card? No, I don't have. And that's, see, this is the other thing. Every single person asks me. Because, <laughs> dude, that's the that is the no, that's the sickest beat ever. I'm sorry. That's fucking awesome. No, that's a that's a poor misconception. In like the 80s <laughs> and the 90s, it was awesome to have your status card because yeah, you could get everything for free. They it's not like that anymore. Now it's like yeah, you want cheap gas, you have to drive to the fucking reserve, and then all you do is just don't pay the tax on gas, which yeah, isn't that. If, if you got the card, you pay like fuck all for income tax. You don't understand. Like I envy right. that. So income tax, whatever. Like these people. <laughs> it's a big fucking deal. Uh, anyway. Do you know what I pay in taxes in a year? So the thing is, the thing is, is that like you get over it, but like every single person that I've met that is in my position and is native and is older than me, so it's, maybe they're from a different generation. I'm not sure, but they just have like this big fucking crusade about how like the white people mistreated Indians when they like took our land and raped our women and they how they treat us poorly and put us on reserves and they're still racist and whatever. But then they go around telling all these fucking. Like, racist jokes against white people and shit. Like, it makes it okay because they were persecuted against. Which is totally bullshit. Like, no, I don't think it's okay that somebody is, like, that someone is rude to you because you're gay. But I think it's fine if I'm with my (laughs) friends and I'm like, that is so fucking gay, I can't believe it. Lots of people don't think that. John Medina is on a, going on a typing spree. I just don't, I think it's 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 funny how you made the jump from like Indians making white people racist comments, which I've never heard an Indian do, by the way. And wouldn't care if it's different. I, I wouldn't care if they would, because that's what did happen. The white people did run them off their land. And all that. So I mean, if they want to make some jokes about it, well, whatever. Dude. Like, at least <laughs> no, no, no I, don't, I don't care. The thing that I don't care about is is not the jokes itself. It's this this higher than thou righteous we were persecuted and as such we have the right to re-persecute you back except for you can't say anything about it like no like like what what would happen if a bunch of white people went to the street and like protested about like i don't know the way that they feel that let me finish let me finish what would happen you know okay if a bunch of white people went to the street we could just stop there they would get their ass kicked. I don't care what they're protesting. Exactly. But if a bunch of fucking Mexicans do it, everyone's like, oh my god, they're so right because they're Mexican and everyone's racist against Mexicans. <laughs> like, regardless of if these people are gangbangers or upstanding citizens or, like, social program leechers or if they're racist themselves, like, nobody gives a shit about any of that. And it's the same thing with this whole gay discussion. Like, I, I'm not saying that I was bored of the tweets that, like, uh, Sam Stodd was doing. Um, I mean, I was at work. I didn't really get to read a whole bunch of it. But I just hate when everybody else jumps in and they're just like, like, they just, there's, there's no middle ground and there's no logic. Like, everyone is just losing their shit and getting so, like, just angry and out there and mad and big and huge about it. What are people mad about? Let's get down to the core. Let's not talk about racism or any of this stuff. We're talking about this this homosexual issue. So, or so whatever, here's right? the issue. So yeah. there I'm seems to draw parallels. John. Yeah, no, no, no. That's good. There seems to be. Well, uh, some people would say that's not a parallel. What people? <laughs> John, apparently. So people people who don't believe that homosexuality is um, people who believe that homosexuality is a choice would 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 argue that you know you don't have the choice to be Mexican or not. 
but so you have the choice to be gay. people on the planet. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. You know what? I okay. I've well, got a. Sorry, go ahead. I think that's pretty irrelevant whether it's a choice or not. Like for for this particular conversation. Yeah. Because the problem is not being intolerant or not. I, I don't think anyone would say that you have the right to treat gay people differently or black people or whatever. Because you obviously don't. Like it would not be an argument. But the argument is whether you can use like the word gay, for example. You're like you play three spells, your opponent counters three of them, all of them, and you're like, dude, that's gay. And then that was what the problem was. Some people were thinking that it was horrible, and I didn't think it was. So, I, yeah, and I agree, and I, and I think that it's a society thing, right? Like, society as a whole has just, we've been, especially our generation, right? We've been using that word in that fashion for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't use the word. Like, I, I, you're not going to see me saying, dude, that's gay, when something like that happens, because it's just not how I speak. Right. But I don't see a problem with it. Like, um, I don't know, it just sounds very, like, hypercritical. Is that a word? Hyper- yep. Yeah, yeah, oversensitive and hypercritical. I, I can completely get behind that. When I say, when, when someone says, dude, that's gay, it doesn't come to my mind that, oh, he means it's bad, so being gay is bad. That you should nobody, not say that. Nobody, that's, nobody, that's nobody draws that conclusion. Yeah, like, so. N- no one is like, oh my god, you said gay, and as such, he means negative. <laughs> and as such, then all gays are should connotate a negative response. Oh my god, I hate gays. That's not like no one's fucking thinking is like that. Maybe in like and, the 40s and the 60s, yeah. But not now. And like people who complain about that are the same people who say that's retard or even that's lame. Like when you say that's lame, you don't like, well, why don't you think about the actual handicapped people? Like how are they going to feel about it? Or when you say that's weird, that's your weird people. Or what about so, even stupid? Or yeah, did you know, say, like, that sucks. Where does that come from? It implies it's a bad thing. So, I think, like, people should just stop paying attention to what people say and trying to be politically correct. And actually try to change how they think or their actions. Because what you say doesn't matter. Like, if, if I'm going to pay attention to any joke or any expression that has changed meaning and now means something that I don't like, it's it's just a waste of time. I don't, like, if I walk into a room and I know that gay people are going to be upset that I say, dude, that's gay, then I'm not going to say it because it's such a minimal cost to me to not say it that if it's going to actually upset someone, I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, I think they don't have a reason to be upset. It's like, clearly, if I ever say it, I don't mean any harm to them. Like, so even though I'll not say it because it bothers people, I don't think they should be bothered. I think they should just ignore it. Yeah, I think that I think that there's a little bit of give on both ends, right? Like we need to have a bit more tolerance, right? So sure. We need to try to be a little bit more sensitive to the people that are around us that may be listening, right? I agree. I've got I've got a lot of friends that uh, are are of that persuasion and they're awesome. Just like say I gay. I love I love them to Why pieces. can't you just say gay? Because you You know, okay. Friends. So no, 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 no. So I have friends <laughs> I have friends that are homosexuals. Yeah, and I love them to death. Okay? Like Jay. No, no, like no Jay. I just okay. This is my thing. This is my thing. I'm not. Like, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get you. Don't make gay jokes, John. That's offensive. I'm oh, not trying sorry. to get Scotty to like say negative gay. I'm just saying like. Also, why can't I just say gay? Like, how come? How come I can't just say black? This it's is like my, this whole African American thing. Yeah, like I can't say this is my Mexican friend John. 
Not like, yeah. not like, this is my friend, he's a Mexican, better oh, watch out for your stuff. Just like, you know John? I think you met him at my party. Uh, he's like tall, he was funny, he has a deep voice. He was, he was Mexican. Um, you know, like, remember we went to his, his like, daughter's whatever party that you said in Spanish last episode you were on? Like, and then yeah. everyone's like, oh my god, he's more than just Mexican, Jay. He's his own person. That's right, that's right. Yeah, my race doesn't define me. No, just, it doesn't. just, Not just like gayness. But well, exactly. Gay. No, I agree with you. Exactly. My, you know, my my sexual preference does not define. Right. Neither right. does your penis or vagina. Right. So technically, I shouldn't. Be, if I can't say gay or black or Mexican, I shouldn't also say boy or girl. Oh, Jay, I have a question though. You know how we reacted to Banks' comments? Which bank? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and then I, you, I you decided to. How did we react? I thought you decided. Do you agree? You would try to roll back on that because it affected. And I did so, and I did, and I apologized, right? And you you apologized, right? But I, like, I'm confused. Do you think it's right? Like, do you do you think you have to roll back in because I of think, bank? Or... No, I think, it's not because of him. the The thing is that this human being respectively asked me right. to fucking respect space so right. i was like all right no big deal none whatsoever if 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 you were like hey jay you say fuck too much and like it just <laughs> just kind of like it just i don't like the word fuck you could right. say shit bitch ass whatever i just don't like the word fuck could you just not say that like all the time when we're hanging out. Like just not all the time. I'm not gonna like beat the shit out of you. I'm gonna right. be like, oh man, sorry that I offended you. Whoops. Unless you're being a troll. And then we're just trolling each other, and then who gives a shit? That's totally irrelevant, right? But that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like yeah, my stance is that if I say something's gay, it should be fine. My stance is that you shouldn't be so hypersensitive about gay. My stance is that if you are hypersensitive about gay then when you're around, I will try to respect your wishes like I would with anything. If you're in my house and I tell you not to put your feet on my table, like, to me, that's the same thing. Okay. Like, just respect people. And I've said that a million times. Just respect people. Shouldn't matter if you're a guy or a girl or gay or straight or funny or stupid. Just respect people, and this is what I, where I agree with PV, where I feel that the people that are getting all twisted and bent out of shape about it are just either doing it for attention to sensationalize something that really is so irrelevant in 2011, or they're just they're just being hypersensitive and they just need to evolve. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, everybody just needs to give everyone else a break. Everyone needs to just relax. Because it seems like everybody's just angry all the time. Yeah. Also, I have another question for John. And maybe Paulo, because I want to hear him talk more. Um, <laughs> um, John, you're fairly religious, correct? Yeah. What religion do you follow? Uh, I would say Christianity. Okay. So are you, are you a follower of the Christianity that we always see on... Uh, Christianity is not a religion. It's many religions. All right. So, are you a part yeah, of many? Like, religions? I didn't want to. I don't want to get like. Uh, I don't want to get all like tell you where the differences in my theology lie. You know what I mean? Okay. I just say Christianity for blanket, like. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 
So, so in your blanket Christianity beliefs, yep. do you believe that being a homosexual is okay or not? Does that come into it for you personally? I'm not trying to. Whoa, so deep! (laughs) Wow, because like this is this is a big thing that we we see in the news, right? That's can't get married. Do you realize you just like you just smacked John with like an ethical sock filled with quarters? You know that, right? Here's what I'm going to say. I can handle this. I'm a big boy. All right, all right. (laughs) Here's the bottom line. Okay, like the bottom line is this. Okay, if you want to ask me what the Bible says about homosexuality. The, the Bible is against homosexuality. It's not in the plan of God. That's what the Bible says. And how do you I, feel about that? I, I follow the Bible. I believe so it to be true. you believe that? I'm not, him, I'm not trying him, to like Let him finish. People. Let him finish. She's trying to I want you to answer the question. I don't want, I think I don't what want you're doing this is to you're, 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 Okay. I think <laughs> what you're doing is you're cornering me into giving no, no. a response that you want me to give. Okay. How about this? Let, let me finish. Let me, how about this? How about you ask the question? Let me answer it. Okay. You said, how do I feel about homosexuality, right? Yeah. And you premised it with my religious beliefs, right? Right. Okay. So <laughs> why, why do they have to be mutually exclusive? They're okay. not. They're not. But I, meant, I, I meant to ask specifically because I know of this. I meant like on top of. Okay. So do I respect all people? Yes. Okay. Um, do I like, like, I don't care what people do personally. It doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? If somebody wants to uh, be gay, that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that personally. Do you understand? Like, yes. like I don't. I'm not on a crusade to stop people from being gay. Okay. No, I'm. Uh, so like, so to me, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, matter if someone's gay. Like, someone could be like, "Hey, Jonathan. Like, uh, hi, I'm so and so, and I'm gay." And I'll just be like, "Well, the last part is totally irrelevant to me because." All I need to know is who you are and what 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 you're here for. You know right. what I mean? Like, so if someone wants to be my friend and they're like, "Hey, Jonathan, I want to be your friend," and I'm gay, like being gay is irrelevant to me. I could be friends with someone who's gay. You know, that doesn't matter to me. But if it comes down to that person, if they ask me, "Hey, Jonathan, do you believe that I'm in the will of God by being gay?" I'm going to say, "No, I do not believe so," because the Bible is against that. Do you understand? So, and so that's like, what I wanted to know. I wasn't trying to corner you. I wanted to know how you, my friend John, feels about homosexuality because yeah. you're somebody who's outspoken and religious. Yeah, like so. So I hope I hope that makes it clear. Like I don't. Um, just like anything in life, like like this is just gonna. I mean, this is gonna start a firestorm. So what the hell? It doesn't matter. Like like, any, <laughs> like anything. In life, it's like just the magic cruise all over again. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd like, like to think that we've grown from that. I think that also opened a can of worms, and someone's going to say that we have not. So, so let me finish. So, like, in, like anything in life, um, people are going to make choices, and I don't interfere with those choices. As a Christian, I try to make myself available for people to talk to and to, to be a resource for. You know what I mean? I'm here to serve people. I'm not here to condemn people to tell people what they're doing is right or wrong. Like, all I'm here to do is to serve. So if someone asks me for anything, I'm here to help. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but, but like I said, at the end of the day, if you want to measure what my belief system says about homosexuality, my belief system is against it. it it's, uh, my, my belief system says that God created man and woman for a certain purpose, and that each of those, each of those roles should be fulfilled with the man and with the woman. 
I mean, that's as, as pretty as concise as I can put it. And, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not saying, like, you know, to, to level with you, like, I didn't even really care about any of, like, the, the stuff that, like, clarifies it. Like, the reason that I asked that question is because I just wondered what you felt like, because I know that personally you're very tolerant and awesome, but then I did also know that you follow a faith that, as far as I know, is intolerant of homosexuality. And so I just thought I would ask how you personally feel. Reconcile that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do, I do personally, I do things that are against the Bible as well. So for me to sit there and tell people, hey, you're doing stuff against the Bible, it's kind of like a no-brainer, you know what I mean? Like, I do stuff against the Bible, so does everyone else. So, like, for me to point it out for someone else and be like, hey, you're doing stuff against the Bible, it's just like, even the Bible speaks against that. The Bible says to take the log out of your own eye before you try to clean the speck out of someone else's, you know? So I would be, I'd be like a double hypocrite by telling someone... <laughs> What you're doing is wrong, you know. So, what do we feel about? What does KYT feel about this? I don't. I'm just like, what PV? Like how I react is just the same thing. I'm really not very opinionated. I just try to stay away, and I'm the type of person that tries to offend no one when I get into a room. So, none of this almost really to a affects fault. me. Almost to a fault. Almost to a fault. I, I would say actually just to a fault. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard. So this never really impacts my life. Like, it never troubles me. There's no one that's going to start yelling at me for saying certain things. And I'm never offended by the constant stream of Asian jokes that I've heard throughout my 26 years of being a human being. So, but you mentioned the so Mexican like, thing. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes, Jeff? I was just saying, like, when I when I first got one of my new jobs I, I got in and I needed to see someone. So, so I asked like, uh, where do I find this guy? And then the person's like, uh, I know it sounds kind of bad to say this, but he's the only black guy in the room. <laughs> and like, <laughs> she sort of felt bad saying it, but like, I'm like, whatever. Um, I just thought of that for some reason, but yeah. Uh, what was your question? I was just going to say, like you, you made reference to the Asian thing. <laughs> So, like, right. how do you feel... So, like, if I made an Asian joke... Right, right. How would you feel about that? I'd be fine. I'm sh- and if a random person, like, made an Asian joke and or called you, like, an Asian racial slur, you obviously wouldn't feel fine with that, right? Those right. are completely different things. Agree. No, I agree 100%. Right, right. I, I wait, wait, also, how, how are they I different wouldn't... things? No, no. And, you know, and Stott hit this on the head during his, during the Twitter thing, like, there, there are, the things that you would say in public versus the private things that you would say while surrounded with a group of friends are, like, radically different, right? Of like, course. I've, like, and, and he, he <laughs> I'll paraphrase, but I'll, I'll say the same thing, because I'm guilty. I've said some pretty filthy and ignorant things to my friends that were supposed to be taken exactly as it. You know, like exactly as just a dig or a joke or whatever. And they were taken as that and it was fine. And it was, oh, it's a good one. But if I were to say (laughs) half that shit to like random strangers in public, like I probably could get arrested for something. Of of course. But but that's not even what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, what is the difference between when I say a gay joke to my friends, some of which are gay and are fine with it. And when I say that's so gay in a. F&M, and then 
people who aren't gay all of a sudden lose their shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I'm walking around with, like, a white hood on and, like, is okay. that okay, KYT? So is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. Like, I'm just so, saying, like... So, I'm is, saying, like, so what's well, the real problem? Some people, how come some people are capable of being, like, you know what? He means it as a joke. And, like, everybody takes things too far, right? Like, in every circle of friends, acquaintances, complete strangers, like, everybody has that friend that takes that joke too far. Yeah. Right? Like I've had it. I've I've had I have lots of friends that are like hilarious, and then they take a joke too far, and I get offended, and I'm like, "Fuck you, man!" Um, and there was an echo on that, dude. <laughs> but like, I don't understand why. Like, there's so many people that just don't have that can't follow that logic, and that's where I f- have a disconnect. Is that I don't understand why everybody just gets all up in arms about PV being like, "You countered three of my spells. That's so gay." Dude, well, so, so the real problem here, guys, is the fact that it's the term gay. It's the it's the way it's used in society, and that's the problem. Like, I, I think that's the source of all, of all this here, because I don't think any of us are in disagreement that it's wrong to be disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wrong to be disrespectful. Right? Like, this is, <laughs> I think we can agree on that. That's dumb, right? Okay. So the issue is, is that there are a lot of people out there that are very sensitive to the fact that the word gay has been turned into a generic social statement instead of an actual descriptive word that that actually references a you know a group of people yeah like instead of saying i am frustrated that you were able to do that three times in a row and thus am angry i just say gay <laughs> right and that's the but that's the problem okay, okay. so <laughs> the end of the day i think that a lot people that have issue with this need to realize that this is not something that the society as a whole can solve. This is not a representation of our community's tolerance level. This is a representation of what society has done to the word. So it doesn't mean what, it's, what it traditionally means anymore. It just doesn't. Society or society has, has, has created a double meeting. They've, they've, they've created a whole splintering offshoot. Right. I mean, this is this is totally obvious stuff. Like this doesn't. This it should be obvious. It should be obvious, John. But common sense does not always equal common practice, as I was told, and this seems to be the root of the issue. Like, does does any does any gay person feel unwelcome in the magic community? And uh, if you know they, what, John, a million of them are now going to say that they do. Like, and like, while some of them may be in environments where they truly do feel that way, because. Maybe they truly are. Because people are being idiots, yeah. Because people are being complete fucking idiots. Yeah. Yep. I know a million gay people, uh, and, like, people among the transgendered community, people that are gay, lesbian, fat, ugly, stupid, black, Chinese, whatever, and they all feel completely welcome in the magic community. I, I think this is a silly and, thing and to talk about, because... No, I'm not going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just I'm just getting tired with the whole topic because it's like okay, you know, this is an issue in real life, right? Aside from the magic community. Am I correct? Yep. In right? Well guess what? Like the people who are out there in real life, right, are also in the magic community. So like of course it's gonna be an issue in the magic community to the degree that it's an issue in real life. So like the magic community is not gonna be any better than real life because it only contains the people who are in real life. So, like, to talk about it is just silly to me because, it's like, nobody has solved this issue yet in, 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 in real life, okay? And, um, you know, some people are just ignorant. 
They're going to mistreat people no matter. They're going to find a reason. Okay, it doesn't matter if they're gay, if they're Mexican. They're just going to find a reason to mistreat people. Okay, and like we can't solve this issue. It, nope. it, the issue is is because people are dysfunctional. It's because they're broken. They have some kind of problem, and they need to make other people feel like crap so that they can get some kind of uh, validation of their own life or whatever it is. You know. So, like, to talk about it just seems like a futile effort to me because, it's like, look, if anybody is, is getting offended that Jay is saying gay, sorry, but that's part of the language, okay? It's, it's not intended to hurt anybody. And you know what? There's really going to be people out there who are, like, really trying to hurt you and offend you. And, you know, I guess I just, life. I guess I just wonder, to that point, John, I just, I think to go with that, I just wonder why people that seem to have some sort of intelligence can't tell the difference. Like, I can tell the difference. I, I, I don't even care about the difference. Like, if someone wanted to make a racial slur at me, the, the first thing I think is, look, this person doesn't understand me. Okay? Because, A, they think that a racial slur is going to get me going. And, B, like, they have no comprehension of who I am as a person. You know, because these things don't fit my my uh makeup you know so it's like so people who are offended by people who are ignorant to the you know the gay and lesbian community it's just like yeah they're ignorant like they they don't understand no but i think it's sorry it's very different because when someone says a racial story you they want to offend you like this is what they mean when they say the word whether they accomplish or not but when you say like that's gay. You you don't mean to offend anyone. You don't have any intention. Like, it. I think it's completely different. Yeah, I agree. I was talking about the people who are ignorant who are trying to offend. I I think that I agree. I agree completely with you, Paulo. That you know, when someone says that's gay, they don't mean it like, you know, like uh, offensive to to a gay person. And I think people should try to understand that. But I was talking about the people who are really offensive and who make gay people feel unwelcome in the magic community. And those guys need to be like boot fucked and thrown out of the arena. Like that's how it is. Yeah. I mean, or they need to like go to a counseling and figure out like what, what is their shortcoming or their issue and why they have to attack people. Right. Right. That's, that's sort of like what I said. Except with fuck. a lot less either, violence. Either way, bro. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so all of you in the community with, like, hurt skin knees and shit, we're sorry. You know, we, we, understa- we understand, but it's really, you know... The problem that I have with this is that you can't... Like, I, I just... I have a hard time believing that in a community that is formed around geeks, dorks, misfits, people that don't fit in, and just general nerds that we're intolerant of homosexuality. Somehow like, regular like gays. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, it, it, just, it, it just blows my mind. I can't possibly imagine how that's even a thing. You know? Like, there are, there are so many transgender... There's more and more transgendered individuals that are coming up in our community that are, you know, a, a huge part of our community locally, you know, as well as, uh, as, as well, like in our, in our MTG cast community as well, you know? And I just think it's, it's amazing that those types, you know, that, that, 
all of those individuals feel like we're intolerant as a community when all of the members in the community themselves have been, you know, basically ostracized as dorks, nerds, and dweebs at some point. I just, I just, it, it, I just find it really hard to believe. I'm not saying it's not true, and I'm not saying it's out there, but it just, it makes me sad to think that that all of the misfits are are actually just as bad as all of the cool jocks that kick sand in our faces. I don't know. I do, I don't see I don't see the like maybe it's just my ignorance, you know. But like in my local playgroup and stuff, I just don't like in 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 the Twitter community. I don't see any hostility toward that group of people. Like yeah. there was a guy who was transgender transgender who was like at our card shop. We all play tested with him. He was a cool guy. Like and at most. Know? Like, I know some of those people. At most, I'm just curious to ask them questions because I want to be their fucking friend. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, my God, if you touch my card, am I going to get transgendered? (laughs) Am I going to catch catch your eyeshadow? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I'm just like, man, like, what's your life like? Tell me what it's like to have both things. (laughs) Or, Or no things. Or I don't know what... What even are you? How does that even work? And now that's offensive. Like, what oh, the fuck? I'm, just, I'm curious. Oh, I just, I'm a scientist. I just oh. want to be your friend and know everything about you. I'm you can scientist. ask me anything. You know why you can ask me anything? Because I'm a boring-ass, regular, middle-class, Caucasian-ish guy who's fat. You can ask me fucking anything because nothing is interesting about me. Can I ask you about your dick and vagina? Nope. That's offensive. Well, I mean, it is kind of private, you know? All right, well, private and offensive are different, John. Yeah, I'm just saying it's kind of private. Don't expect to get a lot of answers. Well, you're, I mean, you're wearing it out in public. How private can it be? I mean, well, you know, like... like I'm not supposed to... My eyes just interpret you as different, like I would interpret a black person as different. If, if you ask me about my penis, I'm not going to go in detail for you. I don't it's care about your happen. penis. It's regular. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> well, I could be interesting. pv what do you want to talk about i want to hear you talk i'm sick of talking i'm sure everyone else is sick of me talking (laughs) i don't know pick a topic magic (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna play for uh brazils if you actually had to play states this weekend what would you play Mm, if it was right now, I would play Blue Eye Control. When I read about it, it's just a bunch of counter spells and not many threats. You just hope to kill them with like Nexus or Snapcaster Mages or White Sons. And if I just wrote about it, but yeah, it's what I would play if it tournament today. Why that over like some other deck, like the Kessick Wolf Run deck or something? You mean the Primeval Titan deck? Or yeah, why would you run the blue white over the uh, like the primeval titan deck or like solar flare or mono red? Well, they're, they're different. I, I could see running mono red. I think it, it might be the best deck in the format. Mm. Uh, I think that deck beats the other big creature decks. Like, I think if you want to beat mono red, you have to go a certain direction, and that deck beats that direction while not being a complete dog to mono red. Which deck so, is this? Like, the, deck? the blue white? Well, it could be blue-white, it could be blue-black, but if you're a blue-black, you have a lot more trouble with mono-red. You just don't beat mono-red. But if you're a sort of blue-white control with, like, Dissipates, Manalics, and Mages, and, like, no Titans and stuff like that, then you have, like, Timeless and O-Rings, you have a shot against mono-red, which gets much better after board, and you have a naturally good matchup against any deck that wants to play, like, a Titan. 
because your counter spells are much more efficient and you have a lot more card drawing. You have like Think Twice and Forbidden Alchemy. Mm -hmm. And you can actually play Draw Go now with those two cards. Yeah. It's like before you had to like trade one for one and then play a Titan to kill them because you couldn't make your advantage last. At some point, they would top deck something and kill you. But right now, you can play a Drago. And, uh, and you're going to, at some point, you're going to overwhelm them with counter spells and stuff, and they're going to die. You don't need a kill condition. You just happen to die. I feel like that, like, with the blue-white, like, Drago, I feel like eventually you're just going to run out of counter spells. Well, when you have the Think Twices and the Alchemies, you can generally get more counters than they can play important stuff. Okay. Plus, you've also if you're playing a full pack of Snapcasters in a deck like that, then you know you basically are adding more spells to your. How do you how do you feel about Snapcaster, Paulo? Um, I think it's it's very good in the older formats, uh, Modern Legacy. It's very good in standard, but I don't think it's as good as people think it is. Like in the decks, it's good, like blue eye, blue black stuff like that. It's very good, but in for example Solar Flare, I don't even like it that much. I think people are playing him too much because he's a good card, but he's not for every deck. Yeah. Hmm. I would have to agree. <laughs> well, just the only reason I bring that up is because, like, no one ever says that. Anytime I talk about Snapcaster Major, everyone's just content with telling me that it's the best card of all time. It's it's the Baneslayer Angel. <laughs> it is very good. Yeah, I agree that it's not great in Solar Flare because, like, the stuff that you're being able to snapcast back is, like, few and far between. You know, it's, like, either Doom Blades, sometimes Wrath of God, and then, like, Timely Reinforcements is probably the best thing that you can you can snap back. But other than that, like, you're, you're think twice, you don't really want to snap that back. And, like, Forbidden Alchemy, sometimes you do it for a discount, but it's not necessary, you know? So Yeah, I think it, it's the best if you can play Mana Lake. And a spot removal spell. Mm-hmm. Then you can start making a case for a Snapcaster. Yeah. But even then, it has diminishing returns. Like, you have four mana leak and, like, five removal spells. And it's very possible that if you draw two Snapcasters, you don't have any targets for it. Yeah, that happens a lot in the Solar Flare uh, deck. The thing that I like about it is that you can sun tighten it back. Yeah. And then rebuy stuff like uh, like a Doom Blade or rebuy, like, a um, you know, Wrath if they have more board position than you or, you know. Those kind of things is just like, it's okay, but I don't know. I was thinking about putting Trinket Mage in there uh, for Spellbomb and stuff, but I haven't gotten to that point. So, I mean, in Solar Flare too, I mean, you could just play, uh, a, you know, a Ruinator. You can get that back with Sun Titan. You can just mill it and pitch it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Ruinator. Yeah. 5-6 in the air is just pretty good, that's all. I mean, you wouldn't want many, but, I mean, in that deck, you just get them back with Sun Titan or do them on the cheap, right? So... Yeah, but out I mean, of everything I... that you can send Titan back, like, Ruinator is the choice. Like, I'd rather have an O-Ring or a Liliana, or I just wouldn't, like, Ruinator just feels like, ugh. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it feels so win more. Like, if you're returning something with Titan, then by this point, it probably doesn't matter too much if it's Ruinator or Oblivion Ring or Liliana. But yeah. if you don't have Titan, then the other cards are good, and Ruinator doesn't do anything. No, that's true. Oh, yeah, no, no. I would not suggest it in... In it, you know, in exchange of Liliana Rowing, obviously, but I mean, if you're looking to fill a hole of Snapcaster Mages, right? Like, 
That's all. That was where I was at with it. No big deal. Yeah, I'd probably run. Uh, I'd probably run your tech with the uh, celestial purge. I'd probably run another doomblade and a celestial purge if I was going to cut the snapcasters, yeah. or I would go with the um, with the trinket mages and a elixir and a spell bomb. Yeah, yeah. I uh, celestial purge right now. I mean, obviously, if you're looking to play blue white uh, Paulo, then you know you've you've got to be on celestial purge at this point as a killer card for this meta, right? Yeah, I think Celestial Purge is very good in the board. Yeah. It kills Toth. Like, that's so huge. And having Snapcasters makes Celestial Purge much better. Awesome. Well, John has played a bunch of Solar Flare. I have indeed. And uh, he took it to a strong finish at the most recent Star City Games event. I don't know. It feels funny talking about uh, SCG in my strong finish, quote-unquote, with Paulo on the cast, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like a chump, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, so so talk to us about it. So you went, like, you went undefeated until the semis, right? Yeah, I went undefeated until the the semifinals. Um, I played a lot of Solar Flare Mirrors, and I had a Jace Memory Adept, which is really good against the Solar Flare Mirrors. And uh, so I think that really helped me out in the in the mirrors. Um, I still don't want to put Mana Leak in the deck. Like, I feel like Mana Leak is just, uh, it's, I feel like it's bad in the deck. And, and I think it's part of the reason is because you can't capitalize on any early pressure. So you might Mana Leak something like a Koth or like a Garruk, but you still a Garruk. have... A Garruk. A Garruk. A Garruk. <laughs> do it all day. That reminds me of like on World of Warcraft where you send these. Uh, not I don't World know anything about that. No, no, not World of Warcraft. Warcraft, the old game. You send the little peasant to work, and he's like, "More work." <laughs> yeah. I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. No, when you no. send a lot of them, they do it like over. It's like more work, more work. It's like, come on, shut up and just go do it. Touching me. You click on me. Yes, my lord. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, anyways, yeah, um, you can counter that stuff, but in it's going to go to the late game, and in the late game, the mana leaks are just worthless. And uh, you know, I'd rather just be having cards that are going to be able to grind better in the late game than to try to counter their early stuff. And I mean, I have O rings right now, and like before this weekend, there was no primeval titan. So, like the worst thing you were going to see is like a grave titan with two zombie tokens. Which you can wrath, you know, or a Sun Titan bringing back Image, bringing back O Ring, which is really not that scary. You know, the pressure isn't there, but uh, it was it was evident in the in the semifinals match that it just I, you know, just wasn't prepared for that matchup. And like when he drops a Primeval Titan, like the damage is permanently done. It's something I couldn't undo by getting when he gets the you know the Ink Moth and the Keswick, uh Wolf Run. It's just like I can't undo that with my deck, you know. But everything else I can undo. So did you, was... did you know about the deck beforehand, John? No, I had no idea. You had no idea until the match, or you had no idea until the day. I had no idea until the evening after I top eight it. Then I played the guy that I played in the ninth round. His name was Trey or something. And in the ninth round, I just decimated him. He was like a um, he was a solar flare deck, and I just beat him with Jace. And then when he sat down for the quarterfinals. He was like, I can't beat your deck. And he's like, Jace is just, he had no, he had no mana leaks either. So like on turn five, I was just like, Jace, 
mill myself and then mill you, mill you, mill you, you know? And so, so then when, when I got done with that, I went and got, I went out to eat with my friends and uh, Weinberg was showing me the, the, the guy's list. And once I looked at his list, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm dead because uh, he had four beasts within, which just like totally uh, negates all my planeswalkers. And like, you know, he can buy the time by killing a Titan because I don't do anything until like turn five, you know, turn six. So like he also has the option of just like uh, wastelanding me with it, with a beast within. And it just sets me back so far, you know. So once I seen the beast within, I was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. And then I'm like, oh, acidic slime, Garruks. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is not going to go well because Garruk, Garruk undoes Garruk more work. <laughs> uh, Garruk undoes all the work that Liliana does. You know, like if you're trying to make him sack creatures or make him discard cards, like um, Garruk just uh, refuels you. So I just knew, like, I was pretty sure the matchup was pretty bad for me. And then we get to see each other's deck list, like, beforehand. And so I looked it over, and he looked at mine and realized I had no mana leaks. And then he just ran a train on me. <laughs> He's like, oh, all my spells are resolving? Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a pretty brutal beating. So you had fun, though? Yeah, I had a blast. I was uh, surprised that I did so well. I don't know. Uh, I don't, couldn't really tell you what happened. I just, uh, you know, I don't know, just played the deck, and uh, that's that's what happened. Like, I, I can't give you, like, real strategy, because I really don't know. I was just playing the deck, you know? Yeah. Well, it was good. I got to tell you, it was enjoyable to watch. You had uh, some great match with uh, Burton Cini, which was really awesome to watch, because it was back and forth and back and forth, and it was quite entertaining for all of us watching. So thank you very much for that. It was, uh, it was it was awesome sauce. My favorite part of that is when he drew 14 off my Jink taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was the best. He's like, so I draw 14? I'm like, yep, draw him up. And then... Uh, <laughs> draw like, him oh, up. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a... So what do you guys... Like, if you guys had to play States, what would you play? What would you play, KYT? I've just been uh, doing a lot of sealed and drafts, so I haven't really concentrated on constructed. But Flores sent me an interesting list that he might be planning to play the the ma- the one with mana leaks. <laughs> does it have sna- Does it have Snapcasters and the new Jace the Mind Sculptor? Yes, it does. So it's yeah. you know your typical blue red counter burnish type deck. I mean, it was interesting. I, I tested an earlier version against the. Uh, Wolf Ramp deck, and I just felt the Wolf Ramp deck just attacks from so many different angles. It's so uh, there's like such a high threat density, and and Green Sun Zenith is such a good card, obviously. And I think if I had to be playing, that's definitely uh, up there in consideration. Or since you know I have a reputation of playing blue white, regardless of what the format even is, whether it's Legacy Extended or Standard, you know, there's always that to, to go back to, because Mono Red has never been uh, my style of deck to play anyways, so don't have that much insight. Though, like, I really want to try the green-white aggro decks that I've seen propping about, and also, obviously, Jerry T's uh, Mono Black Infect. You know, those are, like, two decks that, you know, I've never played anything close to for a long time now so that's certainly something i'd look forward to playing you know jesse has a list up as well that that he's been touting for some time on 60 cards his mono black list and 
he and Jerry were talking about it. <laughs> I looked Troll. at Jesse's list, and I think Jerry's is a little bit better. It's a little more, looks like a little more, it looks like Jesse's trying to do things that are just a little too cute, you know? Like the post-mortem lunge, for example? Yeah, and the, and the victim of night. Yeah, that's true. I don't really like victim of night. He's like, yeah, it kills everything, but it doesn't kill Stormkirk Noble. And that's a problem. And that's a problem for me, like, at least. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. It, I, I like the, I like the Jerry T. Mono Black. I also heard that, uh, Chapin's Grixis Vengeance deck was actually pretty sick. Really? That's what I heard. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> the guy, the guy was like, yeah, the guy was like, this just owns Solar Flare. So, I don't know if I have to worry about that deck. I'm not really not really worried about it. I don't think I'll see much of it at States. Yeah. It seems like it's the, that's the type of deck that you'd see more at a Pro Tour than you would here, just because of the... I mean, it's a little outlandish, fine. It's a bit, it feels like a bit of a metagame deck right now. But what's most important, I think, is it's going to require a, a, a capable pilot. Yeah, I feel like it loses the Spell Bomb. Yeah, that too. And, like, the kid who was saying it was awesome was like, yeah, I don't expect much spell bomb. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, blue-black is running three in the main deck. Yeah. So Paulo would play blue-white. KYT would play... Blue-white. Uh, no, sure. wolf-ramp. Wolf-ramp, I think. Oh, wolf-ramp. Wolf like, if it was tomorrow and I was serious about winning with such limited time to test, I think that that's the deck. But there's, like, many versions, like, a lot of people saying how... The winner didn't have like a tweak list yet. I think whatever is the optimal version of this is definitely gonna keep me in contention or whatever. So, what is the fucking optimal version of it? Because I'm pretty okay. sure that like the only deck I'm gonna be able to play is Wolf Run Red. So, well, yeah, because it's basically Valakit without Valakit, right? No, I think everybody's saying that's a fucking idiot, but that's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> just somebody tell me what fucking deck to play for states. So I can go to states. My I would friends play coming. Wolfram. You should. Yeah. You should play Wolfram. Yeah. All right. So somebody just link me to the best list. I'm just going to net deck <laughs> it and then just copy it and play it for the next year. Play I don't his even care. list. I don't even care. Play his list, but play um, play uh, instead of one worm coil, put a batter skull in, and really? then yeah, yeah, really. yeah, because it goes on to the nexus, bro. Mm, I guess. And then and then in the board, I would run like little Garuk. Or, Bram- or Bramble Crush for the mirror, like Little Group. I like Little Group better, but you can run that or Bramble Crush, and uh, and then you should be set, dude. Why Bramble Crush? Doesn't Beast then do the same thing? Yeah, but then it leaves him with it, dude. It gives you more. You get a killer Planeswalker, their their Nexus, their you know their whatever, their O Ring. Their you can just kill so many things with that. So, but so sick. can Beast then. Yeah, run them both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and here I am listening to John Medina, who only top four in SCG. Yeah, listen to Paulo, man. Let's get his tech on the deck. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. <laughs> he doesn't he think l- it's a real deck. He just laughs. He mocked. Yeah, he, he mocked. It. mocked. I have no idea. I've never played it. How does it look to you? <laughs> um, How does it look? It doesn't look good. Whoa. I don't know. Why not? There's just a bunch of expensive spells. So you think if they don't get their early ramp that they kind of get stranded? That too, but like even if you do get the ramp, sometimes you don't do anything. I don't, I've never played it, so I, I'm i just guessing, but 
looking at it, it doesn't look like something I would like to play. But I could be wrong. It could be good. It's not. It's not. I look at it and I f- and I know that it's horrible. It's not like that. It just doesn't look like something I would want to play. I see. Did you ever play Valakut PV? Mm, only in playtesting. It was very miserable. <laughs> JJ, <laughs> listen to this advice. <laughs> no, but it yeah, was a good deck though. At at some point. Right. <laughs> I think this deck is better than Valakut. Ooh, that's <laughs> what? That's a strong statement, Jay. You should like, high, man? Jay, you should like battle him with Valkyrie against this. <laughs> oh my god! No, any any think... day, any day. <laughs> like, I, I think it has more game against uh, different game plans. Like Valkyrie was pretty like uh, straightforward. It was like either I'm gonna Valkyrie you or Titan you to death. But this thing has planeswalkers. It has like it could just kill you with a with, just overcomplicated, that? not. Sleek and straightforward is what you're saying. I'm not saying overcomplicated. I think all these pieces fit fine. Right. That's why it made for me when I was testing. Yes, it made it so hard to play against because you just have like Wolf Run and like like the land and any any random dork or they could kill you with the birds and Wolf Run. Right. Right. So it's like Wolf Run is a really strong land. (laughs) If I say that, like like I see my buddy, he was playing (laughs) against the Solar Flare list. And he had a, he had a, what the heck's that guy, Thrun? So the game went long because Solar Flare. So he's just like, swing with Thrun, pump it 17 in the front. And the guy's like, okay, put my Consecrated Sphinx, my Elish Norn, everything in front of it. He goes to three, and then uh, the, the Thrun dies. My buddy's like, okay, play another Thrun, go. And then he's just like, okay, swing with Thrun, pump it 17 in the front, like... It's just like, just like a And that's when the guy's thing. like, twisted image. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! There's the tech. Here, here. Woo! <laughs> yeah, if, if people play a lot of Tron, then maybe the blue-eyed deck is not good. Because it has a really hard time against Tron. Yeah, Thrun is becoming more popular. I'm pretty but... sure I just sold my Thrun. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, they went up. You know, I got my that's special... I got my special Thrun from Montreal this week. What? So <laughs> I had I had Tom Martell <gasps> sign one of my uh, so sign a Thrun the Lost Troll. Wow! For only you? Wait, 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 wait! Fuck. And wait, wait! And I made sure that he wrote on it before he signed it. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Man, I wish you would have got four of those. Uh, Lansdale got Lansdale got a bunch of them, so I asked him to get that one done, and he sent it to me to buy it. But it's wicked. It's pretty awesome. Okay. Hi Neil. Hi Neil. Neil. (laughs) So, which one of us are actually going to be playing this tournament? I can't because when my friend is having uh, their wedding on that day, and I was going to Jerry T it, play a few rounds, and leave, but you know, then then something happened. uh, I had something else to to do for lunch, so totally out of the question for me to participate, even though I really do, because, like, it feels weird. Maybe it's going to feel like this every year when it's just, like, the first set of the block, but it's always just very exciting to play champs because of all the new decks that come out, so I'm really going to miss not playing Well, it. I'm going. Oh, sweet. I know, it's hot shit. 
That's awesome. Um, it is actually. Weird. I haven't been. I haven't been to champs in the last time I went to champs. I played uh, the Bant Finest Hour deck when it first came out with like Shore Crasher mimics and shit. Anyone remember that deck? The Rafik Finest Hour deck that meant to like smash in for eighteen, like turn I do. three. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. Yeah, so I I played that when it first came out. That was the last time I've been to Champs. I haven't been since. So. Uh, or did I go last? Did we go last year? Not last year, the year before? Are you functionally terrible at these tournaments? <laughs> well, it's actually interesting because... <laughs> I just had to throw in... Yeah, no, no. It's, it's actually interesting because I, I've been plagued by, like, last-minute deck choices for some time and just playing de- playing decks that I thought were doing strong things that didn't play to my natural playstyle. And, like, a lot of Jesse's lists kind of fit that category for me, unfortunately, because Jesse and I are two very different players, right? Not just, you know, because he's way better than I am, but because he plays creatures that turn sideways, and I don't like that. So, what I've got is, uh, so I've been working with John a little bit on uh, trying to get what I think is the optimal flare list for me. And I'm pretty sure that I have it. So I'm really excited about the list that I've got. And it looks like uh, I've got Ben as well running almost the same main. I think he's he's changing one card, in, like two cards, basically. And then uh, the, his sideboard is a little bit different. But I'm pretty sold on this deck. I've been testing it pretty heavily for the rest of the week. And uh, I'm really excited about it. it should, I should do fine. And if not, I'm at least going to have a lot of fun. And that's what States is all about anyway. Is it? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, this uh, is the this is the fun tournament where you can just go and you know fuck a dog and go and have fun. <laughs> oh, play oh, play dirtle decks and you know just go and enjoy yourself. So it'll be good. I'm excited. So, Paulo, what's your favorite card out Innistrad for constructed? Um, I don't know. I would how have to your, play more. How about your least favorite? Do you know that one yet? Or most uh, overrated. Yeah, most overrated, I guess, is a better one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the new Garrick? Because there's some people playing for the Monorad, and I think it's horrible in Monorad. But it might actually be good in our decks, so I don't know if... And I don't think anyone plays it anymore in Monorad, so I wouldn't say it's overrated now. It's too early, I think. Yeah. I think my favorite card is probably Forbidden Alchemy. Nice. It's not... Yeah, it, it could be my favorite card. Yeah, that's a pretty good card. I like that card. I think it's pretty powerful. It's it's definitely the top five for standard, I think, in power-wise, but I just like it a lot. Yeah, I think that it's it's a really powerful instant speed draw spell that allows you to see, you know, see a lot of your library, which is always good. It's, a, it's at common, which I think is awesome. The flashback is a bonus, but I think that what makes it most relevant is that it does indeed dump them into the yard in a graveyard set. So I think as the block progresses, we're going to see the stock in that card increase a little bit in terms of its its actual raw power. Because it's, it's really as good as the spells that you're dumping, right? Yeah. So. I mean, even in the blue-eyed deck, you, the only, you have Snapcasters, which you, you want to put cards in a graveyard for. And you have other alchemies and think twices, and that's it. That's not a lot, but it's still very good. Like just in pools with flashback, it's it's already good. 
Nice. Chicka chicka. Paula, do you have any do you have any scumbag stories for us? Oh my god, because we totally meant to ask you that last time you were on, and we didn't. I think I did. I just didn't have any. Oh, you got any more now? Um, I don't know. Like, there's something that happened to my friend last week. Sure. Seems pretty bad. It happened to me. But I think you might have you might heard about it. His opponent played a Japanese, uh, full moon rise or something. And then he asked, "What does he do?" And he goes, "Like it gives plus one plus zero and trample, I think, to all my werewolves." And my friend is like, "Okay, kill your werewolf." It's like the guy's like, "Sac regenerate." And my friend is like, "Wait, you didn't tell me he did that. It's in Japanese." And the guy's like, "Well, I don't have to tell. I don't have to tell everything as long as I don't lie. Uh, it's fine. It's oh. actually true by the rules, but it's, it seems pretty bad to me." Wow! This is this is the perfect scumbag story. This is exactly the this is exactly scumbag. What a scumbag! So you don't have to tell them. As long as you yeah, don't lie. As long as everything you say is true, it's fine. Like, if they ask you, what does Birds of Paradise do? You're like, it's an 0-1 flyer. It's fine. If you say it's an 0-1 flyer vigilance, then you can't do that. Wow. Oh, my God. So, like, it's up to me to be like, what does it do? And then you're like, it's an 0-1 flyer. And then I'm like, does is it do anything it else? Yeah. And then you're like, and then you have you can't lie, right? So you'd have to say, yes, it also taps for... No, you then you just say yes, and I would be like, "What does it do?" And you'd be like, "It has an act." Oh my god! No, then you'd be like, "It's an O one flyer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I think I'm gonna do it's that. Really That's bad. dirty. Oh, that is dirty. Just play all Japanese cards. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah, brutal. That that actually happened to me at the Star City. Um, the guy was playing all Japanese cards. And it was seriously, his whole deck was Japanese. And he had that stupid enchantment, what's it called? Uh, Angelic Destiny? Yeah. He had that on a dude. And, like, I was calculating damage and stuff. And I could have Wrath, but I was like, oh, if I if I do, like, if I do it this way, then I can still hold on to my Sun Titan or whatever. So I killed this dude with a Doom Blade. And then he just returned the enchantment to his hand. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, that it returns it to the hand. You know? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, well, then I'm dead. Because he just put it on his dude and flew over me and killed me. It was crazy. Fucking scumbags. Alrighty. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? Like, good luck at uh, States and uh, have fun. By, by the time this goes up, you all have, will have played, and hopefully you all did well. Can look forward to hearing about John and I tearing up ours or bombing terribly. I hope it's the former and not the latter. Yeah, I'll probably be tearing up the trade tables. I think I used all my run good this last yeah. weekend. How did we didn't even talk about that? Like, how did that even feel? Did we talk about that? We glazed over it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, we shouldn't be he's, glazing. He's too nice. He's, he's not. Uh, he's not feeling it. We're, we're trying to ask him. You know, like, this is your chance to, like, totally have the moment all about you, so... Not even... Who even cares about that? I just want to know what it felt like for, like, such a scrub to make it to top four. It was pretty crazy. I mean, it was kind of like... How many times did you scumbag someone to get there? Every time. 
Yeah, every time I could, man. Every time. Yeah. There was no goblin guides to draw extra cards off of, so uh, you know, I don't know. Didn't didn't work out as good. Yeah, it was just a. I don't really know how it felt. It was just weird. I just, uh, like I said, I wasn't really focusing on like where my position was in the tournament. Uh, I was really hungry, and I was missing the trade tables. I knew that, and uh, I just kept playing. And every time I see the solar flare mirror, I was pretty psyched. And then, like, every time I seen a creature deck, I was pretty psyched. So, you know, I just kept uh, kept Day of Judgmenting and Returning Sun Titan all day long. It was awesome. Nice. It was great. The, the best feeling about it was that Flores was giving me crap about not running mana leaks. And then he tells me, okay, Medina, you could flip a coin Whoa, that's pretty times. good. <laughs> He's like, you could flip a coin ten times, and sometimes that's going to land on hits. And I'm like, uh, I really don't understand what this means, but okay. Because <laughs> Flores always comes up with these off the wall, like uh, you know, like analogies for something, yeah. you know. And and I'm just like, what is he talking about? Like, is this like higher level magic stuff? I just don't understand. And he's like, I guess what it means is that they're going to play a threat, and like. 50% of the time I'll be able to answer it or 50% I won't or something. But anyways, I kept like trolling him all day because I'd go back to the booth and be like, hey, dude, I flipped that coin and I landed on heads again, bro. And, uh, <laughs> and I did that all day. So <laughs> so that was really awesome. And uh, beating Alex Bertoncini was pretty cool. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was, uh, I, I don't feel bad that I lost in the in the top four. Like, I think that my deck, you know, I'd have to, like, have a miracle to actually beat that guy. And, uh, you know, I was totally, totally cool with that. It's interesting, actually, to watch, you know, your demeanor playing throughout the day and then your demeanor in that top four. Because you'd seen the lists, you knew what the expectations were, you know. And it was just like you were there to just kind of like, all right, you can beat me now, you know. (laughs) Then I can go on and do my trade thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe I like, uh, maybe I just kind of gave up inside or something. But I was just kind of like, yeah, uh, pretty sure he's got this. And then like his his plays were just confirming it for me, pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, I was trying to get out of that mindset where I was trying to play better and just like keep focused. But it was just like everything I did, he just undid. And I'm just like, all right, well, pretty sure I'm gonna die. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely an interesting uh, an interesting differentiation to see between the two. It was, it was the 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 two experiences of something else. Did you do well at trade tables the second day, or did you leave early, or what? Uh, I was like totally magicked out by the second day, and uh, I just hung out with my wife. She came up with me to Nashville, so nice. uh, so uh, I hung out with her. And there was a, a girl from work who's like both our friend, you know. So she was there, too, that she had come up to hang out with my wife while I was playing. So we, all three of us, just kind of tooled around Nashville, and I just came home early. Nice. So no trading, you know. Well, at least you got to see the sights, hang out with the wife, and uh, put in that uh, much-needed marriage deposit, you know? <laughs> marriage deposit. Yeah, you always, you always have to deposit into the emotional marriage account. Yeah, definitely. And so that way, when you, when you take off for a weekend and play cards for, like, you know, three days, so when they you make complain. a withdrawal, you don't go bankrupt. That's right. <laughs> uh, lessons from married from the married men. Yep. 
You got it. So yeah, so we uh, we didn't make it onto the podcast award nomination bid, but uh, thanks anyway. If any of you voted for us, so uh, PV, hey, are you going to make a run like a last minute run here at Player of the Year, or are you too far behind? I mean, it's going to be pretty hard. I'm twelve points behind, I think. Yeah. Louise. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at now. Uh, so I don't know if I do very well in the tournaments. Start- like, it's not my goal right now. My goal is just hit level 8. But if I spike something, like if I win Worlds, for example, then it's very conceivable that I will be a third year. But yeah, I would say it's pretty hard, but not impossible right now. How many points do you need to hit level 8? 12. Which is a lot. I have Santiago, San Diego, and Worlds. Gotcha. Wow. I'm oh, sorry, I need 14. I have 36. You need to hit 50. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. How far behind were you last year, PV? Like, right uh, before Worlds? Like, 15 or something. Oh. Well, I was already level 8 last year, but I was, like, 15 behind Red, I think. <laughs> yeah. There was an interesting situation at one point where, depending on who won and who lost, like, it could very well have been a, a, a PV player of the year. Yep, but uh, yeah, yeah. If I won my my last match against Martino, I would have been player of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at that. Uh, it, there's a an article that uh, BDM just put up on the mothership, and it's talking just about you know player of the year right now in the race, and it shows all the points. And there's a charming picture of you from San Juan with your forty thousand dollar check. Oh, I like yeah. that picture. That's pretty awesome. What did you awesome. spend with that money? <laughs> nothing yet. I mean, nothing. I, nothing. No, I mean, nothing specific. I I spend money like traveling, buying stuff, like just doing stuff. Like I spend money like a normal person, but I haven't saved it to like buy a car or a house or anything like that. It's enjoying like, money. <laughs> you know, I spend it and I save some of it. Uh, like no, there's no particular project that it goes to. Also, I gave a lot of money to Texas. Like, uh, when I get money from the U.S., I get a Texas, uh, 30% from U.S. Texas. Wow. So I'm not even Brazilian government, just automatic 30%, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. It was 12000 Wow. So you went to Occupy Wall Street, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> wow. Yeah, taxes are terrible. Totally I mean, I understand. understand. I understand taxes. It's just that since it's U.S. taxes, I can't even do anything. Yeah. Like, if it was Brazilian taxes, it would be a lot different. Why? Well, because then, like, I get some money off it. Like, it's just, dif- it's just different. This is, like, 30% that I lose and I, I'll never get back. People say I could get back, but I've tried a lot and I haven't found anyone who's been able to do it. Uh, so I don't know it's just I completely lose it like if it was in Brazil I'd get all the money they would have to pay at the end of the year and blah blah and then you can deduct something expenses maybe yeah Uh, and this I just can't do anything Uh, brutal PV do you play uh, do you play EDH I used to um, used to. But, yeah, when we played 
we had like for one against one, like right. I don't like multiplayer much. It's just like it's all politics and not actually magic. It's like playing yeah. Risk or something. Is that the name of the game? Where you have to like dominate yes, yeah, the world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that very much, but I, I did enjoy playing one on one. I had a deck. Uh, then I just stopped going to the store. They they moved it. I don't like the new location, and I just stopped going. And so I haven't played much. I did borrow an Azami deck to play uh, Nationals, and then we played like eight people, and it just took infinite turns and killed everyone. It was pretty sweet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we hear that uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the pros that say, "Yeah, oh yeah, I play EDH." Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they like exactly the same decks that you did, you mentioned, like the Azami decks that just go infinite and draw a ton of cards. And I mean, it's how, how can you not like that? That's what we do in <laughs> constructed magic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's an interesting transition. I, I can I can see that. Yeah, I mean, my deck, the one I used to have, was, like, a combo deck with Mind's Desire and, like, Turnabouts and Mana Flare and Heartbeat of Spring. So, I guess it would not be your average, like, have fun EDH deck. We actually play, like, competitive EDH. It was very interesting. I don't think, like, casual and competitive are mutually exclusive. Like, it's not because you're playing casual that you need, like, you you stop worrying about winning and just want to play, like, a 10-mana 10-10 or something. I have more fun winning than playing a 10-10. So, do you... Okay, so if you had a, a choice between, um, like, combo control and and aggro, like, are you a are you a combo player, most likely? Like, if, if you had the choice, or are you always going to be a control player? Uh, I think, on average, I'm a control player, but I've played a lot of combo. Uh, I think... Maybe the very best decks are combo, but it's not always that you find the very best deck. It's not always that there is a very best deck. Then I generally play control. I think I think combo is just control with balls. <laughs> nah, it's different. It's like you go from being extremely proactive to extremely reactive. Like with combo, you don't care what they do, and with control, you need to know what they're doing so you can react to it. I think, but yeah, I think control is never going to be much, much better than everything else. And combo has the potential to be just broken and insanely good. <laughs> so when when combo is the best tag, it really is the best tag. Like, it's very good. You catch everyone unprepared and it's awesome. And when it isn't, then control is generally the best. Sometimes yeah. aggro is the best. Like, I've played aggro in a lot of past tournaments, though I haven't done very well with any of them. Like, aren't Wild and Cattles just the best card in Modern right now? Nah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think now that there is no Cloud Post, uh, I think maybe Control decks are going to be able to beat Wild and Cattle decks. Hopefully, because I don't really like playing Wild and Cattle. <laughs> like, I'll play it, uh, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> it's like the White Weenie from the last Pro Tour. I'll play yeah. it if I think it's the best, but I'm not happy about it. My buddy was playing a, a zoo deck with Snapcaster Mage and uh, Tribal Flames. That, that might pretty, be good. Yeah, that looked pretty interesting. It was like, you know, the Snapcaster targets are just like basically all the zoo instants, uh, like uh, Lightning Helix and Path and uh, Lightning Bolt. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that seems interesting. Yeah. I have played zero games of Monterey after the Pro Tour, though. So, even though I have to play for Worlds. 
there's going to be modern worlds. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. I know that uh, all the lists for modern, uh, we were talking last week to Jeff, who went out to, uh, he was there at the, the grudge match where they had the modern and they had standard and all that stuff. And, and uh, apparently a lot of the modern lists in the top were, were all wild and cattle decks. It just seems Ooh. like it's really strong right now in that format since they nerfed combo by an extra turn, right? I mean, it, it, it's also possible that it was the second, like, it, it took second in the Pro Tour, and it was uh, one of the most, like, the decks that performed better. Yeah. And they banned the cards for the first deck. So yeah. it's effectively the best deck that you can play that was still out there. By default, yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know, maybe people haven't thought about it much. Just saw the best decks in the Pro Tour and then removed whatever was banned and Zula was left. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it's basically like a brand new format again, right? When they take it into Worlds, with the exception of, you know, obviously what came into Grudge Match. So we all kind of sit here with bated breath to watch, you know, all the stuff go down and, and see what happens. So. Yeah, it's going to be completely different, I think, yeah. And whenever there is a brand new format, aggro decks always win in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think Wild winning a lot in that tournament means that it's the best deck. No, no, no. Understood. Alright, so do we want to move to shoutouts now, gents, or what? Yeah. Yeah? Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so, thanks to uh, PV for joining us. Thank you, uh, very much. We know how how privileged your time is, and uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We know that uh, you know we we're your exclusive podcast for now, so we totally appreciate that. <laughs> we're going steady. That's right. That's right. Second date, third base next time. Um, but yeah, so so good luck in your upcoming pro tours uh, or, or GPs rather, because we really want to see you. You know, make a make a run for it. At, at Worlds for uh, for play of the year and, and at least get your level eight because you know we we like seeing you out there and, and making sure that you're you're doing your thug thizzle as they say on some of our some of our partner casts so uh, so good on you thank you um, shout out to John awesome job you did last week man it was it was a pleasure to watch we truly enjoyed it um, thank you very much for your assistance with my list today that uh, or this list that I have today that I'm I'm going to be going to states with. So pretty excited about that. Yeah, man. Anytime. It was, it was an awesome experience. And uh, shout out to um, my wife for putting up with me for the last week and a half because I've been insane trying to close my house tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so it's been insane. And uh, shout out to all of the people that I'm that I did see at States because by the time this goes up, I will have been there. Uh, and all of you that said uh, you enjoy the show, thank you very much, because I completely appreciate uh, everybody that listens. So feel free to leave comments. Uh, don't hate us too badly uh, for our personal views. And uh, hopefully us all as a community, shout out to those of you that uh, just let us slide sometimes. <laughs> there, that's it. Wow, that was real, uh, real warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it's good. And for those of you that are angry, fuck off. <laughs> there we go. Like, <laughs> yes, I'll, on like that. I'll go next because I don't want to forget my shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out to you guys for having me on. 
Uh, sorry I couldn't brag more about uh, top flooring uh, Star City games, you know? It's uh, it's funny because, like, when I have nothing to brag about, that's when bragging's fun, you know? And uh, and then when there's something that I actually could brag about, I just kind of feel like I would be a dick if I bragged about it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there's that. And um, so I said my wife and uh, and this girl, Leah, they came with me to Nashville, right? So they were looking for me to come and see if I wanted lunch. And they asked, they said that they asked a group of 10 guys and they didn't know who I was. Okay. And this is is surprising to them because they're like, aren't you supposed to be like a magic superstar? Like how have you been lying to them? I don't know. She's like, how could 10 guys at the Star City Games Open not know who you are? So like anti shout out to you guys who don't know who I am. And, uh, and, (laughs) And shout out to Connor. Because after that, Connor, he made me look like a superstar. We were walking the streets of Nashville uh, after the the top four, and Connor hit me up at a a red light. He was walking, I think, um, from the convention center, and he says, hey, are are you Jonathan? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, hey, man, I love the podcast. Um, uh, I love the articles. And, uh, you know, gave me a handshake and and, uh, made me look like a superstar in front of my lady. So, uh, So shout out to Connor. Nice. And, uh, you and, set and that up, didn't you? I, I call them on the cell phone as one of my buddies. I'm like, dude, come over and say, like, hey, I love your articles and stuff, man. I got to save some face, and, uh, you know, it's going to be good. It'll be good. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, shout-out to those guys. And um, I think that's all my shout-outs for this week. <laughs> you sure? TYT, are you going to go ahead or what? He's going to laugh. Do you need, like, an engraved invitation, bro? No, it just just sounded like how your voice trail, you were going to say something. Yeah, I'm nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, I'd like to thank some of the listeners that responded to our last episode. Um, I guess you really liked the whole uh, me pushing the mill thing. I hope some of you have tried (laughs) <laughs> the the archetype i don't think it's the best but i certainly think it's viable as i've said no. uh, on the previous episode i managed to no. top eight my pq no. this past weekend and um didn't no. get there my third ptq top eight i tried to make a mill deck no. Uh, no. <laughs> you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, maybe we'll go more in depth as I draft this uh, format more. Uh, but no. um, this is hard. <laughs> hey, KYT, KYT, what type of creatures did you have in that mill deck? I tried to not draft creatures, but if I did, it, they were <laughs> scobbed, scabbed. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I still don't, and I never will. Um, it's like saying Garrick and Garuk all the time, interchangeably, depending on the day of the week. Despite, d- despite or- the. <laughs> Despite the published <laughs> pronunciations, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everyone who listened Mil. to the last episode. You, you were talking about Mill. Yeah. to this one, and uh, Mill. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> no, PB. No, J. 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 L. Tidy up. Give it to PB next. Yeah. Okay. PB. Um. I don't know. Thanks to everyone who watched, and thank you guys for the opportunity. It's it's always nice. And yeah, I'm very brief. Um, all right, so I can give my shout out. Shout out to PV for coming on. I'm sorry that 
we talked about such a controversial subject at the beginning, and that you <laughs> didn't want That's to. That's why get me. <laughs> yeah, talk about a buzzkill, man. This put a weird funk on the whole episode. Man. I don't know why we had to talk about it first. I didn't want to start talking about it right away. Yeah, Scott That's was Scott like, Scott was like, KYT, we don't talk about this right away. What the hell's wrong with you? And then I talked okay. for like 10 minutes, and then we got into it. Is that okay? No, it was a small talk, and then you're like, let's talk about this first. <laughs> <laughs> it just naturally segued. What do you want from me? No. No. Um, <laughs> kitty, kitty. Um, <laughs> so shout out to <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I really I'm, enjoy I'm, you. I'm gonna go get the mail. I really enjoy having you on the show. And <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to John, uh, who, if he ever wants to have a shot at coming on the A-team full-time, needs to get a real mic. Uh, Are you talking to me? No, the other John. Dude, my mic is not legit. No, you, you sound like you sound like a radio broadcast from the 30s. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'll change my mic if that's all it takes, bro. I didn't say it's all it takes. I said if you want to be considered seriously. Dude, the fans want this, bro. <laughs> Nobody cares about the fans, bro. I think the fans wanted it until you, you made me share my religious beliefs. <laughs> well, I want to make sure that they're not voting for the wrong pundit. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want, you know, you've, you've been listening to a bunch of people that have been on our podcast over the last little bit, and if you want to uh, let us know who you want to hear, yeah. leave, it in, leave it in the comments. We'll ask, we'll ask everybody what their religious beliefs are so that we don't get a bigot on here. <laughs> 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 um, oh. Shout out to who else can we shout out to? To Fat Mike. Oh, I mean Crazy Mike. Sorry, who is fat? Uh, <laughs> I find that offensive. <laughs> but He's a dollar twenty-five, and go his, fuck yourself. <laughs> his fatness does not define what? him. His craziness does. Uh, um. Okay. So shout out to Brad Stanton who skipped playing Magic and golf with me all week, because he's a bastard. Um, shout out to all gay people. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that you don't feel unwelcome in the Magic community, and if you do, um, just tell those people to fuck themselves. Yeah, and then cock punch them. And then, yeah, and then and then you could even fuck them, and then you could make them gay, and then you could say, now who Oh feels- my god, you totally just went the wrong way on all of that. Why? Uh... Uh, All right, whatever. Uh, um, shout out to Fenaris. I think that's how you say it. Fenaris, Fenaris, uh, the angry-looking guy who's a judge, um, and he always helps me with all my judge questions on Twitter. And yes. shout out to Ahalubilis, 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 Ahalubilis. I love that Arthur still listens to our podcast. Um, he also helps me on Twitter a lot. So shout out to him and Arayama. Uh, Shout out to Rayama to my wife, who I love. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Is that all? That was <laughs> what a weird fucking episode this is. Oh, yeah. man. All right. This episode well, was so weird. Mel. All right. Mel. Ugh, fuck it.